you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear... Now, it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal tastes. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man, I'm sorry. You know what, I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway, so go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. Today, we're going to be talking about super pets, that is to say, pets from comics and other related media that are super or who uh, belong to super characters. Indeed. And there's a lot. Like, this is a very meaty topic, actually. Like, you think, like, oh, yeah, we'll do a topic about super pets. Oh, no, wait, there's actually a fair amount to know. Yeah, it's true. There are a There is a metric ton of them. And I want to get into them. But before I do, I just wanted to do a quick front-loaded, hey, here's what's going on for everybody here who is watching the show and for those of you who are watching the show or listening to the show afterwards. Uh, as you know... The Comic Pop crew and I took a break last week. We took uh, basically Monday all the way to Friday, with one exception being that we released a back issues, and only because it was done. And I was like, I'm, I am set on back issues, by the way. I got like four episodes in the hopper. Nice. I'm like, yeah, because it's the hardest one to cut. Um, I bet. So, yeah, it's, it's really great. And we got even more great stuff to come. The reason why we did is because if you catch the Elseworlds Exchange two weeks ago... You caught, uh, when we were talking about my cat Zoe and how she was sick, and we didn't really know what was going on, we got her blood work back, and she had a rare form of bone marrow leukemia, and uh, she very, very quickly deteriorated, and we had to let her go uh, on uh, last week, like the very beginning of last week. Thank you. And uh, I had to leave Baltimore Comic Con actually very early, so if anybody was there expecting me uh, on, like, Saturday... During the day, I actually caught a earlier train to be with her and say goodbye. So what I wanted to do is actually I came up with this topic when I was going through that experience. And I'm like, ooh, we could talk about pets and stuff. So I wanted to just really quick say, like, thank you very much to everybody who missed us, who asked where we were, who either, like, heard through the grapevine about our woes and troubles. And I just wanted to share uh, really quick just an image of Zoe. This is Zoe. She was awesome. She was funny and fat, and and uh, she really loved our, our our other cat, Wash. He was, of course, Zoe and Wash. She was my little firefly. And uh, she was awesome. And I'm really going to miss her. Mm. I, think we, I think we've all lost a pet at some point. I think we can all really relate and empathize. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just wanted to say, like... Thank you, everybody, to, uh, for, for being so cool about it and for giving us, permitting us the opportunity to take that break. Because I know that like some people are like, you know, eh, it's a pet, you know, it sucks. It sucks, objectively, but, you know, you're a professional, do this job. But like, Also, if you knew Sal and Tiff the way I know Sal and Tiff, you would know that they are the two like, greatest cat parents that you've like, ever met, ever. Yeah, we, uh, we really loved Zoe, and she was really awesome. And uh, like Zoe, like, she loved aggressively. If she loved you, then she loved you like hard, and either like in a like, 
in a, in, a, in a teenage daughter fuck you mom kind of way or in like a like daddy's girl kind of way and that was and you know so while it's I don't know silly to silly objectively to like mourn a cat for a week uh, I, I feel hard you know like I, I, if you've watched back issues you know like things affect me in a really really profound way and uh, this was no exception and in fact it was uh, since it was unexpected it really hit me in a, in a in a really dark place. So, mm-hmm. with that said, uh, before we jump into the topic, I also wanted to promote the transition. Speaking of transitions, um, we're going to be uh, the Comic Pop crew and I are going to be at New York Comic Con. Unfortunately, Cape Joel will not be joining us this mm. time around. I'm sorry, Sad. we won't be seeing him, and we're going to miss out on Joel. That really sucks. Um, but but hey, if you have anything for me, give it to Sal, and he'll <laughs> give it to me next time he sees me. Exactly. But uh, I wanted to front load the show by mentioning. Because I don't want any... Every time we do an announcement, I put it on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and the YouTube channel. And there's always somebody who's like, oh, I didn't know you were doing this. And I'm like, how Same. did you miss this? So we're doing it everywhere. So here on Elseworlds, I want to say on Saturday at booth 2254, the Blue Juice Comics booth, uh, the the whole crew, minus Ethan, will be at that booth doing signings and meeting and greeting from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. That nice. said... Uh, what are we going to be signing? I mean, you know, we, we don't we don't make books. It doesn't make any sense. We're all digital. How could we sign something? Well, we happen to have two posters that are going to be available for purchase. Uh, we've got the classic, like, here's everybody, here's the entire team, 11 by 17, and this amazing poster done uh, in the style of Arthur Adams on that uh, that uh, nice. that famous or infamous Fantastic Four cover that we did from the new Fantastic Four. This is done by Chris G. Russo, who you might know from Mini Marvels. And uh, people have asked, like, why is Ben on a bicycle? Because he's the analog for Ghost Rider. That's the joke. That's why I look like I have gigantism. Um, but yeah, You so, mean you don't? <laughs> I, I, people who meet me are like, you're huge. And I'm like, I have met way huger people who are way younger than me. I feel like there's something in the water. When I was a teacher, I, really, like, I would see the new freshmen, and they were like seven foot three. And I'm like, Really? <laughs> so they yeah. they grow them big in Jersey apparently. They grow them big everywhere. They grow them big in the new millennium. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so if you want one of these, we're going to be doing a special con price. And if you want both of these, not only will we sign them, but uh, we're going to do a special like two for like a bogo kind of situation. So nice. uh, these will be available at the Blue Juice Comics booth uh, from two thirty to three thirty on Saturday at booth two two five four uh, on Saturday at New York Comic Con. And then hopefully shortly thereafter, we will be doing, uh, these posters for sale, uh, online, but, uh, we don't know when we're working on that. So hopefully it'll be soon. But, uh, you know, if you want to guarantee getting a poster, we better see you on Saturday. So, Mm. uh, by the way, thank you guys so much for permitting me the opportunity to say goodbye to Zoe one more time. It was really, really nice of you guys. Um, so, uh, with that said, let's jump into the Super Pets. Uh, this let's. episode, of course, I'm going to go ahead and just go out there. I'm dedicating this to Zoe. This is for you, Aww. you fat little jerk. That's that's really nice, and I think that's cool that we can do that sort of thing on this show. We can get real sometimes, and we can dedicate episodes. Yeah, yeah, and I try not to make it to get it too heavy, you know. Uh, so, yeah, let's jump into it. Pets. Uh, the question is, for me, I saw a lot of people in the chat uh, talking about pets, and they were like, Jean Grey's Phoenix, and I'm like, okay, we gotta put on some stipulations, lay down some ground rules A little here. bit. Um, 
I don't know if, like, entities, cosmic entities that assume the form of an animal count. Yeah, I think that's a little much. Like, you know, saying that the Black Panther totem is right. a pet to T'Challa. No, nah, it's a little more than that. Yeah, like, I think that the Black Panther god would take great offense and, like, damn you to a pit a of despair where you would be shredded by other giant cats if you were to be like, oh, you're, you're T'Challa's pet. No, same with the Spider God, you know, from all those Spider-Man totem stories. That too, the Spider God is not a pet. The Spider God is not a pet, despite the fact that some people keep tarantulas as pets, and I have always yeah. maintained tarantulas are not pets. Uh, but I think we will probably cross over a little bit, because there's a couple of characters that might toe the line. Is yeah. Howard the Duck a pet? I say no, because he has no owner. He wears clothes, if you wear clothes. Although then again, a lot of the super pets wear capes. That, Does a cape constitute his clothes, or is that just cover, a... If it can cover your shame, it is considered clothing. There you go, okay, fair enough. I mean, you're not covering your shame with a cape. Well, I guess you can, you can but they don't. You can, and so therefore, I think, yeah, I think definitely, like, a cape counts. I mean, look at, like, Ace the Bat Hound. He doesn't just wear a cape, he wears a whole cowl sometimes. <laughs> Which, I just love the idea that Batman was like, Alfred, Alfred, make a costume for this dog, Alfred, make it dog-sized. Alfred's like, this is where I draw the line, man. There's no <laughs> way uh, that I am going to make, first of all, that I'm going to allow you to put a dog in harm's way. And secondly, <laughs> that you are going to obstruct his vision by making him a cowl. Uh, RNDS24 says, does Mr. Mr. Poopy Butthole count? Mr. Ooh. Poopy Butthole is the worst. <laughs> Really, is, you, you've, you've swung on Mr. Poopy Butthole now. Thing, I don't think he's a pet, but I do think he is a butt monkey. Uh, and <laughs> Indeed. You, and by the way, that is not just a hilarious Beavis and Butthead-esque euphemism. I mean, like, if you check out That's TV the tropes, uh, butt monkeys are, like, Snarf and Slimer. I think that yes. Mr. Poopy Butthole is, is definitely... He's also a testament to, like, the rabid fan base of yes. Rick and Morty that will just swallow anything. Where they're, like, Which is... Well, which is also why I think in that last episode they had Mr. Poopy Butthole kind of make fun of that fan base. Where it's like, hey, sorry you didn't see me all season. Here's hoping you just didn't sit around doing nothing. <laughs> Waiting for me. Ugh, yeah. No. Uh, but yeah. No, I don't think he counts. But he is a butt monkey. And he might come up in if we ever do a butt monkey episode. We should. Because that's should. another great topic. Snarf, Slimer. Um, Snow Snowball is a pet. Or Snowball he was. Is a pet. Yeah. Snowball or uh, what was his name? Uh because that was a slave name. What was his? Oh yeah, that's right. What was the name he picked? Oh god. Uh... <laughs> well, anyway, I I, I think I'd I think remember he, this. I think he chose Snowball because my because my fur is snowy and Z white. Right, that's right. Snuffles. He had another Snuffles. Yes, thank you. But uh, yeah, and then he gains sentience and he becomes no one's pet. So, yes, he know. breaks the chains of dog oppression. Yes, and also like creates a backdoor pilot uh, to Dog World. That never happened. That never happened, thank God. Uh, here's a question. Does Devil Dinosaur count as a pet? I think yes. Yeah. I would definitely say Devil Dinosaur fills the role, but that's one of those interesting things where it's like it's a pet and a sidekick and, you know, kind of like a spirit animal and a confidant and all this. And a mode of transportation. Devil Dinosaur is a vehicle, too. Yeah. No, he's a lot of things. He becomes many things. But because he, has, he, because he is at least somewhat self-aware – and he always there's no devil dinosaur book you know it's always got to no. be either moon boy or moon girl and devil dinosaur actually that's I, not I true devil dinosaur did have his own book but mm. in his first book moon boy was also introduced and moon boy is shown riding him so i think that he is introduced as a pet even though he is the titular right. star of his own series <laughs> 
interesting. I would say Devil Dinosaur takes up the same like kind of headspace as like the Sky Bison from Avatar. Oh man, Appa is totally. First of all, Appa is absolutely a pet. But he also yes. winds up being a character because he has personality. Absolutely. Because everyone uh, in that show was a character. And as Jules Winfield would say, personality goes a long way. Indeed. It, 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 that He'd have to be way more charming than that Arnold on Green Acres if I'm going to eat him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, similarly, like Detective Chimp, he's an ape. Apes don't count. Or Chimp anyway. Chimps don't count, I don't think. You know, they're, they have... Uh, he's also sentient. He can speak. He wears clothes. Yeah. He wears a whole detective outfit. Mm-hmm. So same with Hit Monkey. if we're doing the Marvel version on right? it. Sentient joins team, can self-actualize, isn't looking for people to feed him. No, does isn't technically owned by anyone, doesn't mooch off anybody. He He's a self-actualized creation. Yeah, no, I think... Yeah. Uh, you're a pet if you are in need of someone to actually take care of you, then you're a pet. Exactly. Although I will say, speaking of monkeys, Ampersand from Why the Last Man... Oh, He's a that's a good one. That's a deep pull. That's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you've not read uh, Why the Last Man, it's written by Brian K. Vaughn. Definitely read the first volume. It'll take you about half an hour or less, and uh, that'll be kind of like your litmus test. If I want to read this, like, for the rest of the series, or <laughs> if I want to drop it and say, eh, apparently not all Brian K. Vaughn books are for me. Are they, uh, are they still moved ahead with trying to make that into a TV show or a movie or They're some shit? They're always trying to make that into a movie or a TV show. That is always... Because it's so mm. easy and it's such a simple premise. And it's like Hollywood is always developing some last man on earth pro- like premise, either in right. TV or movie format. So it's like you might as well say it's based off of something and try to capture that fan base. Because at least then you've guaranteed a certain number of people are going to show up to your damn movie. That Absolutely. Said, as I understand it, it's been in development forever. Um, it, it's tough to make those kinds of movies, although it's easier nowadays with CG because it used yeah. to be you'd have to like clear out an area, but now like you can just make up the area and just fill it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think pretty much every hero that we love has flirted with having a pet at some time. Even the dark and gritty ones that you wouldn't expect. Freaking the Punisher had a dog for a little bit. He did have a dog. I remember uh, coming across that years ago and being like, "What the hell is this?" And like. Oh no, I'm thinking of another thing. So I was thinking of a, a Punisher dog that literally like had like a skull on him. Oh, I'm sure that was. I'm talking about like Max, like the War Journal years that he saved from like a dog fighting raid. Yes, it was like yes. a pit bull or something. Which is not too dissimilar from the origin of Ace from Batman Beyond, who was saved yes. from a dog fighting ring as well. Yeah, um, freaking Ace, uh, Ace the Bat Hound of Batman Beyond got a whole freaking uh, episode. episode dedicated to him, which is pretty freaking cool. It is cool. Not, I like how he's introduced. Without the origin story, then I'm like, we're mm-hmm. probably going to want to know where Ace came from. I've got a heart-rending story for you. Absolutely. But, where he uh, gets revenge on the dude who put him in a dogfighting ring. Which is not too dissimilar from uh, the origins of Dexstar, the Red Lantern cat. No, not at all. I mean, Dexstar, here's the thing. He was a pet, was given the lantern ring, and then finds his consciousness and acts on his own behalf. He doesn't belong to anyone. It's not like he's... I mean, I think he's been drawn, like, nestled with Atrocitus, but I don't think he's ever... He don't, I don't think he lives... He doesn't bunk with him or anything. No, no. So, Dexter has one of those weird positions where he was a pet, and then be- once he became super, once he became eligible for the list, he became not eligible for the list because, you know, he's... Absolutely. 
And I think in some regard, uh, what is it, superheroes with pets, they need to be super in their own regard because you don't want to always have to be asking, well, how the hell does this superhero go to work, save the day, have a love life, and still find time to walk and or feed and water their pet? The trick is to have a butler and be a billionaire. (laughs) That also, yeah, freaking Batman's got a whole goddamn menagerie there. There's the bat cow and all the ones that Damien, like, adopted. Now, Okay, I've been meaning to like when 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 we were com- uh, coming up with this list, I was like, I feel like the bat cow is gonna come up, and I wanted to talk about the bat cow Let's. because the bat cow for me exemplifies all he 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 uh, em- uh, he's emblematic of all the problems I have with modern Batman, right? Uh, because here's the thing, like I remember when Snyder and Capullo were doing Death of the Family, and they're like, hey, you know the Bat Family's getting a little too big, and only the Joker yeah. can solve it. Oh, that's awesome! I'm totally down. That works great. Do that. No. Uh, instead, we're just going to pretend to cut off all their faces and spook them, and then just make it bigger than ever and add Duke and all these other characters, Batwing and so forth. Bat Cow is a bloated, space-taking, stupid-looking thing. And it was also like Grant Morrison's attempt to talk about his own vegetarianism and everything in a story. Fuck you and get that shit out of my Batman books because that is not what I'm interested in reading about. Oh, but Sal, you used to have... I don't know why I'm making Grant Morrison sound Irish. What does he... I did, I did, I... Tor Lord, he had lots of pets back in the golden age. I'm just bringing that back again. Fuck that, Ed, that accent. That is Irish. Uh, yes, it is. No, I hate the bad cow. I'm of Scottish descent, but I really need to think hard if I want to do it. I need to think of my grandfather and just go for it. You just gotta think it. of Scrooge McDuck, Flint Hard Glumgold. There we go. Uh, okay, I'm in. Like My, my lucky fucky dime. Yeah. But uh, but no, the bat cow is like a bloated space taking. Just all it does, if it's not going to be made for eating, all it does is produce heaping piles of shit. <laughs> Have they made reference to the bat cow recently? I assume he's they just did. in they the cave somewhere. Do, oh, in Super Sons, he showed up. But like, because you constantly show up with the yeah people when they want to make a joke, they're like, hey, bat cow, don't forget, Damien wouldn't have thrown him away. He's, but, he's right there next to the giant penny and the big Joker playing yeah. card and all the other shit it, that Batman collects. It's just it's just a waste, and it's so like obnoxious. And he, for me, represents like the bloated nature of the Bat Family and how it's like, hey, we're his cave's getting real crowded. I mean, it's not like we ever had to have a focus issue on the Bat Cow or the Bat Cow ever saved the day, to my knowledge. It is just kind of a throwaway gag like the Penny. Right, except you're constantly thinking about the fact that there is a cow in the cave. (laughs) Somewhere. It's like you are... Alfred is not a farmer, okay? (laughs) The man can clean up after children, and even then, that is a... the fact that Bruce keeps taking in wards and letting them live in the house so and have many. Alfred like become their surrogate father, knowing full well they're going to throw themselves off of buildings and get killed by people with half a face. There's no freaking way that you can then heap upon him another responsibility of shoveling piles of crap and yeah. also milking so that it doesn't like have a problem. This poor <laughs> monster. Like, I, I just imagine Alfred on the bat computer watching YouTube videos, how to milk a cow. Yeah, and he's like, fuck this. Like, you can see him, like, watching a YouTube video and being like, I quit. <laughs> I'm going to Florida with all the other old people. Uh, as again, in the super chat says, bat cow, best pet ever. I disagree. So, yeah, uh, but I'm glad you brought up Bat Cow because he represents a real problem I have with, like, modern Batman in general. Now, where do you stand on Titus, who never quite took up the name Bat 
cat ham, but he was definitely Damien's pet and definitely hung out for a bit. Although we don't see Titus anymore either. Titus has been superseded by Goliath, his big bat monster. Right. Or his, uh, what about Alfred the bat cat? Like, Oh, yeah. when when Damien brought in a cow all bets were off like I immediately was like okay well then no one gives a shit they're just doing whatever they want like they're just throwing things into this cave <laughs> but like yeah I mean no <laughs> I have no I have no interest in that Batman's bats they were there first those guys <laughs> live there they're not his pets they're his the, Batman is their tenant okay yeah but uh, anyway, yeah. The, so. They're his intellectual property holder. He has to pay the bats to use the bat symbol. Exactly. But, like, <laughs> let's talk more about pets that are actually, like, useful and supportive. Like Zabu, Kazar's yeah. pet saber-toothed tiger. I, I mean, it's, it's a fucking saber-toothed tiger. No one fucks with that. I think that's a little irresponsible. I think that if if if, uh, if, if Kazar was serious about protecting Zabu, what he should do is reach out to some of his friends who are also superheroes and geneticists and let Zabu get, uh, you know, make a couple of donations, if you know what I mean, and uh, oh. help save his species because, you know, yeah. saber-toothed tigers have been around for a while and people are trying to, like, hoping against hope that, like, frozen, live, like, you know, <laughs> dead samples can, can, can produce clones. Well, hey, we got a live, virile saber-toothed tiger here and you could make him, you know, mate with whatever, I don't know, tigers or... Or just clone a female version of Zabu. I don't know. But I think that riding Zabu and bringing him into, like, the urban jungle that is New York is yeah. just one of the many different elements of of Kazar's kingdom that I uh, dispute. I mean, you could do that saber-toothed tiger cloning program, but then you're just asking for a Jurassic Park-style scenario where nature finds a way, oh, and then you're just lousy creating... with saber-toothed tigers. I ain't creating a park full of saber-toothed tigers. I'm just talking about saving the species and then letting them roam free in the Savage Land. Oh, well, that's nice. Right? I'm just saying, you know. I mean, just, for all I bring... know, there are other saber-toothed tigers in the Savage Land, but, for, but from what I recall, I have not seen, like, Hordes of uh, I've never seen the superheroes like go to the Savage Land and go like, oh, and by the way, <laughs> maybe there are ma many saber through tigers. <laughs> maybe maybe Zabu's a dick and he's just fine being the only one. Nah, there's only one of me. Ain't no me but me. That would be sad because he's such a dick. He's willing to like, you know, cool his way into extinction. Yeah, <laughs> cool my way into. Oh man, that's a shirt. I'm gonna cool my way into extinction. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I like it. But yeah. Um, so yeah, who else you got? I mean, I'm, I mean I've got a million of them. There's, we can of go course. on and on. I mean, we could really do this whole thing just with the Superman family because I think he is the poster boy for having a ridiculous amount of super pets. What about Beppo, the super monkey? I always pull out Beppo whenever anybody talks about super pets. Beppo, the super monkey, Comet, the super horse, Streaky, the super cat, and Crypto, the mm. super dog. Yep. Uh, I always like the fact uh, that they kind of like, this is kind of a modern change, but the, the fact that they made Streaky into Supergirl's pet. Yes. Supergirl's like, fine, Clark's got a dog, I've got a cat. Because uh, I, cats, apparently, according to fiction, are only girl animals. I guess. I like Streaky the Super Cat a lot. I wish we saw more of him. Uh, mm. he, Streaky's less iconic than Crypto. Crypto little is bit. a great look. Um I, I think on an episode of Back Issues, I talk about, like, the modern post-crisis crypto. Mm. Where, like, they, this woman w just drowned all of her dogs. And That's Bebo right. jumps into the lake and saves to one save of them. them. And one of them is a white dog. And so he wants to name him Krypton. And they ran out of letters. So it's <laughs> crypto. I'm like, this is reaching, guys. Um, but still, that's uh, such they, a Bibbo story, though. <laughs> it really is. Like, it's quintessentially Bibbo. Uh, and it also, like, 
uh, it really tugged at my like eleven year old or nine year old like heartstrings. That oh really, yeah, uh, yeah. But no, crypto's cool. And and by the way, constant use. Like the, he has gotten mm. more mileage over the last like I'd say ten years or fifteen years than he had in the first like fifty of his creation. Yeah, uh, Beppo and Titano both got episodes in uh, Super and the Animated series that are pretty well remembered. Did you say Beppo or do you mean crypto? No, uh, so I was saying Beppo, but yeah, I mean Crypto too. Also oh, yeah. showing up a bunch Beppo as well. Beppo didn't get an episode though. No, also Titano got the episode, right? He I remember did, they yeah. did a Big Monkey episode. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Then Beppo did get an episode. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, they, they. I think the episode was literally called Monkey Business, and it's like, hey, let's just do all the super monkeys in one episode. What is it with monkeys and comic book creators? I remember. Okay, really quick anecdote about New York Comic Con. The first New York Comic Con that ever was, and that I was at, uh, there was a Cup of Joe panel. Joe Casado was having it. It was in 2006, so Marvel wasn't was, was Marvel was riding real high, doing mm. really well. The Cup of Joe panel maybe had about 50 people in it, mm. and me and my uh, my friend uh, who didn't read comics at all but has nothing to do with the show uh, <laughs> was that were there. And we go up there, and I remember he like the the panel ran quick because there wasn't much to say. And then someone in the audience, uh, you know, they did a couple of, uh, they did a Q&A. And someone in the audience just went, Joe, I got something for you. <laughs> and Casada's like, what you got, man? And he goes, Marvel apes. And Casada goes, that's fucking genius. That, <laughs> you, we are doing that. I promise you this. 2007 or 2006 or whenever, I think it was actually 2005. So 2006, right. you will see Marvel apes. And wouldn't you know it, he it did it. And he did it in fast. Like, he did it really fast. And I'm like, and I was like, Marvel apes, fuck you. What is it with people and their obsession with monkeys? I don't get it. <laughs> the, the, they're nature's clowns. And hey, as someone who has a July birthday, man, my Chinese zodiac symbol, I am a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, I am the year of the cock. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, 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 zodiac jokes. We got them. Yeah. You fucking uh, they, two-faced Gemini. <laughs> I think they finally changed it, by the way. I think it's now the rooster, so that mm. no one can make hilarious jokes. But yeah, by the Damn. way, I don't know if they've ever told that story, but like that is the true origin of Marvel Apes, was that like some jackass in the crowd suggested it to Xada, and he just and it went like right in there and it buried itself right next to the part of ruining the marriage. He was like, Marvel Apes, I know two things are gonna happen. Peter Parker's getting unmarried, and I'm gonna have all the superheroes be freaking monkeys if i know nothing else when i wake up in the morning and i look at my whiteboard that's what's on there monkeys divorce yeah. Man, it's nice to know that you can just get stuff to happen in marvel by yelling at joe casada we should find him and yell things at him dude in 2005 like i just emailed him and he would email me back we would have like that's we, right you we told that correspondence story. i pitched him a doctor strange book he didn't go for it but i still pitched <laughs> it to him uh this is before tiffany came came around these parts so she, who would have been like, oh, oh, you're telling Joe Quesada a Doctor Strange pitch, eh? Like, Move over. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, no wonder I didn't do it, because uh, my pitch sucks. Uh, hey, you know who's a great Marvel, or, yeah, Marvel pet? Old Lace from The Runaways. Ooh. Ooh. I wonder what they're going to do with her. Me too. In this show. Uh, well, did we say it was like a raptor? Because maybe not. I mean... Real raptors were small, so <laughs> you want to make it more real. 
You could do like a little raptor. It'll be a little tiny CG one that fits in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Or it'll be a bird. There you go. And they'll have like... Dinosaurs evolved into birds. They'll have a whole long spiel about that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I love Old Lace. I think it's a great character, um, and I hope they make it real. I hope it's really cool. But, uh, uh, yeah, also, dinosaurs are awesome. They sure are. Uh, and, speaking of uh, pets that might not be pets, Lockjaw keeps going back and forth. Sometimes he's a dude, then they retcon <laughs> him to being just a dog. Well, because if he is a dude, it's a horror show. It really is. It's a living, waking nightmare. Uh, but if he's just a... Uh, he's the cover of this episode. I think Lockjaw... Oh, I mean, like, here's the thing. It's fun to speculate and talk about it. We did a whole thing about it not too long ago on Back Issues where we just talked about, like, Lockjaw sitting outside the window of his fiance, whom he lost when he was a man, <laughs> and his a single tear rolling down his cheek oh, as no. he loses the last remnants of his humanity and then chases a car. Uh, but no, I, I, I think that Lockjaw has to be a dog... Um, at the very least, here's the thing. He's treated like a dog. Yes, he is. Like, whether he w- whether he started as a human that was ruined and destroyed, he <laughs> is turned... He, he is treated like a dog, and he is absolutely a pet. Motherfucker's a pet Avenger, for God's sake. By the way, <laughs> Edie Dizon in the Super Chats' is old lace is confirmed for Runaways TV. Oh, I hope shit. it looks good, because it's supposed to be on Hulu, so... I, I still haven't watched Gifted yet, and I haven't watched Inhumans yet. There's, like, a real glut of superhero TV to catch up on, isn't there? Yes, there is. I gotta catch it. I haven't watched either of those things. Oh, oh, and we got Punisher coming sooner than anyone expected. Do they announce when it's coming out? I think they did. I think they uh, said I, that it might be November. Oh, I heard October. Oh, shit. I heard, like, maybe two weeks. Oh, shit. Well, maybe maybe we're both right. Who knows? Like, I think that they're going to make an announcement at New York Comic Con, and I think it'll come out, like, maybe Halloween. That would be awesome. Which, oh, my God, then if that's the case, then you got Stranger Things 2 and Punisher going head-to-head. Oh, my God, that's going to be rough. I'm going to sooner watch Punisher than Stranger Things. I love Stranger Same. Things. I think it ended on a perfect note. I didn't Same. want more Stranger Things. The fact I don't want... I, I, if they had an idea, if they were like, oh, if only we could do season two, you guys don't won't even believe it. But if it was more like, we ended the show, and then they were like, do more, and they were like, okay, nope, that never works out. It's funny, I, I felt browbeaten into watching the original Stranger Things. It was like one of those things, it's like, Joel, you haven't watched Stranger Things? And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, uh, I, I got in late. The internet was like on fire with Stranger Things, and I'm like... I go, I guess... I, I'm, I couldn't even really make heads or tails of what the hell the show was about. And then Tiffany came to me, and she was like... So we're watching Stranger Things, right? Because this show looks freaking awesome. It's it, Everyone kept sending me the same bit where they talk about the Phoenix Saga, where it's like, hey, you still got to give me back my uncanny X-Men. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, shit, that's like just the tail end of the Phoenix Saga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what that is. These kids are speaking my language. Right? Um, by the way, I also have a soft spot, speaking of dog characters, uh, Pizza Dog. Oh, that's a really good one, and very, very important to that Matt Fraction Hawkeye run. Yes, I love. Um, crap, was it was it Age of Apocalypse? There was one future where like he runs it. He says like, "Do I ever get my dog back?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that's nice. Good for you." But uh, sweet. Yeah, that was cool. I li- I like Pizza Dog. I like when they do something cool, and they don't like go full grit with it i don't know it's nice what, what, wasn't the joke what, what was pizza dog's name originally it was something different and was hawkeye lucky. was like and then they were like no <laughs> I, I, why did i think it was like a green arrow joke like his name was arrow or something and hawkeye was like nope 
Nope, you like pizza. The end. Yeah, you are pizza dog now. And for heck, even even when they did like those like uh, jumps to the future where Kate Bishop is this great, huge, rich, successful Hawkeye, it's Clint sitting alone in his apartment with a big beard and like old pizza dog walking around. I'm yeah, like, oh, that's I like cute. that they, image. No, it's they, wonderful. They grew old together. I like that. That is really sweet. It it allows you to like not feel bad for Hawkeye, like not settling down or meeting anybody. It's just like, no, man's got his dog. Kids, me and Pete's dog, now and forever. Exactly. We'll form our own team, you'll see. I was coming to him, but uh, the audience got to him first. But Red Wing, I figured you would oh, yeah. really quick to talk about Red Wing. Red Wing's pretty dope, and Red Wing has had a lot going on with him, where it's like, hey, I'm a bird, and I'm a vampire, and like <laughs> you can see through my eyes and everything. I, I, s- that was the weirdest power that I learned Falcon had, where I'm like, he can see, wait, he could see through the bird? Yeah, he can see through the bird. Sometimes even he's got like Aquaman bird powers. Like I can see through multiple birds at once (laughs) if I really concentrate. I could be like, uh, okay, so before The Hobbit came out, a bunch of us at Comic Pop were really, really jazzed about Radagast before he became a butt Mm. monkey too. And we all loved the idea because like, okay, this Radagast the Brown is a wizard that basically, because there were were five or so wizards in Tolkien's universe. Mm Um, there were a couple blue ones, and he only bothered but naming. They died. He literally only na- named three of them. So Radagast the Brown, Gandalf the the Gray, and Saruman, or Sar- yeah, Saruman the White. So Radagast is the one who goes rogue. He goes native. Like he freaks mm. out and fucking like goes off reservation. He, he changes his class to druid in D anD. d Right, and he goes into the woods, and he like finds that the the non sentient life of birds and animals are more preferable to like elves and men and dwarves and shit and i'm like right on that's cool but then we had this concept of like oh wouldn't it be bell wouldn't it be baller if like radagast was just this like almost mythological blair witchian like creature that comes out of the woods like a man thing type character mm-hmm. it's a dude you know like played by john hurt but like it's a dude that comes out of the woods and like basically he would become like a deus ex machina kind of character who just yeah. comes out of there and just like when gandalf needs him he just like opens his arms and just birds it's just birds just burst out of him, or he becomes <laughs> birds. But just yeah. this image of like crows and birds or sparrows, just something really cool that you could easily capture with with uh, with CG that just would have been really really cool to like, see. Like that shit from We're Back a Dinosaur Story, where all the crows <laughs> just freaking twirl around and they only leave one little thing. That, that movie sucks, but that's an amazing image. Yeah, yeah, it is. An, uh, fucking Don Bluth is a wacko. He really is. Um, but yeah, man, fucking Radagast is a waste. But birds, man. He, I, but that's something that, that that Falcon should be able to do. He should be able to summon birds. I, I think he threatened, what is it, U.S. agent, that he would do that to him if he didn't stop hitting him. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sick the birds on you. I'm going to get all John Hitchcock up that's in here. That's not cool. Seeing that's cool. Like, you gotta you got to put your money where your mouth is. And he, when he becomes uh, Falcon again, he better fucking call on some birds. Make it, make it like cool. Batman with the bats in Dark Knight and yeah, everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and uh, hell, if you can if you can do, like, some totemic bullshit where he's, like, he can see through birds' eyes, I don't want it to be a technological thing. I want him to be like, no, I fucking call the birds. Yeah. And they just fucking show up. They just come in like a goddamn blo- a sun-blotting cloud. Yeah. Uh, I like that. You think you're bird person. I'm bird person. Yeah. Keith one shot in the super chat says Dexstar, Goliath, Bat Cow, Beast Boy, Kite Man. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. There Beast Boy go. is not a pet. He's a man. He is a man. Although, you know, he's had some really shitty ups and downs. But yes, he is a man. It's true. 
Um, but yeah, Red Wing, Ace, uh, oh crap. Should we count, uh, what's his name, Lockheed? Oh yeah, definitely. I always liked Lockheed. I was sad to see him go. Whatever happened to Lockheed? Did he die or did he like go back to his I don't family? know. They should bring that in. They should be like, I yeah, he, did you know he, we have aliens and shit? We still have a pet alien. Yeah, I think, I think he faded into obscurity. There's nothing wrong with having a butt monkey like uh, like Lockheed because he had some dignity. He wasn't like a joke. Mm. You want to talk about, like, another character that faded into obscurity? Green Arrow, for a little bit, had a giant timber wolf named George when Ben <laughs> Percy started writing. Good lord. I did not know that, uh, and I, clearly it didn't have a lot of impact. <laughs> no, I, I even forget. Why did he have the giant wolf again? I don't know. I, was, was this during the time when, like, he made him into a werewolf or something? <laughs> like, like Green Arrow was a werewolf for, like, a week back when, like, Gordon was Batman and Wonder Woman was the goddess of war and Superman had no powers. Green Arrow just, like, tried out being a werewolf for a little bit. I, you are, I don't know. Yes, this, 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 yeah, this, this happened and he got a big fucking Timberwolf named George who he could like sick on people. But yeah, then I guess he just re-released George back into the wild because he got all his other sidekicks and family back so he didn't need the wolf. That's weird. <laughs> that's, that's a midlife crisis thing. Like, hey, Ollie, you gonna get a big giant sports car? No, I'm gonna get a fucking wolf. <laughs> gonna get a three moon wolf shirt is what I'm gonna yeah. have. That's what, that's what I'm into now. Yeah, I'm a... <laughs> I'm into uh, I'm into Burning Man and wearing ironic T-shirts that. Portray Dude, how has Green Arrow never defended Burning Man? How has he never gone there? That's a story. Yeah, he should he should like fire a flaming arrow at like this big goddamn like <laughs> Wicker Man statue. Dude, I'm I'm writing Benjamin Percy right now and I'm telling him this needs to be the next arc. Um, can we talk about Boobastus because that was like the most what the fuck moment out of Watchmen entirely, and mm. that movie has a giant like clone fake alien that like has yes. telekinesis that could kill like a portion of the population of new york mm -hmm. uh like i i think the idea was that like adrian makes him a, a fucking dog cat monster yeah like he made it for him it was a it was a gift he's like hey i'm smart and stuff or no i'm sorry uh, I'm, uh dr manhattan makes things for him i think that's the idea yeah i don't know it's weird you, you seem you seem lonely and weird, Adrian. Here's a pet. Yeah, you seem lonely and weird. Let me make you something that can never be replicated and will die and make you alone and weirder. Like yeah, uh, I think it's interesting that they made the change. He's purple in the comics, but then they yes. make him they make him blue in the movie because as if to imply like no, Doctor Manhattan did make him. You know that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, really sad. Sad, sad end to Bubastis. Uh, Absolutely, Sh short-lived and sad. Yeah, weird, and then they kill him. <laughs> You're like, hey, here's Bubastis, and then he dies. Do does anyone want to tell me where that thing came from and why he has it? Nope, no time. I have to be the most transcendental, transcendental and important comic book of modern times. Yep. Okay, thanks, Alan but Moore. My favorite bit of Boobass's there is in, like, that uh, parody version they did of, like, what if Watchmen was a Saturday morning cartoon, and Boobass's is basically just the Scooby-Doo of the team. Yep, but with a more butt monkey voice. Oh, no, Adrian! <laughs> the Reds are poisoning the river again! What do we do? We call the Watchmen. Uh, what the fuck? That's a That's great... a pitch... That's, uh, Alan Moore says that's the only version of a, of a of Watchmen. That's the only adaptation he'll ever approve. 
Yes, it's the only one. He he said that. He he stuck his head from his cave and yelled it to a passerby. I I like that, and I watch I watch YouTube. <laughs> I just oh, love no. the idea of Alan Moore scrolling through YouTube. Oh, good, another red letter media video. Yeah. Weird. I I like the Worth It series from BuzzFeed. Best thing <laughs> the they've Worth ever it done. Series. Yeah, a quote like cracked. <laughs> They're funny. <laughs> although that, although Soren Bowie is leaving, I will miss him. I hope Daniel does a good job. <laughs> that, that's like an Alan Rickman version of Alan Moore. It's very interesting. Hey, I, I was working on a drow for my next D and D campaign. That I'm like, oh, I'm just going to make him sound like Alan Rickman all the time. Nice. There you go. I like that. <laughs> that's the character. Hey, Every everybody. Time I think of Rickman. I think of that story that Kevin Smith told, where he's like, "Hey, Rick, how's it going, man? You were doing those Harry Potter movies." He goes. Oh, I think this one's gonna be the last one, Kevin. And he goes, "What? You're gonna stop? You're gonna quit? How can you do that?" It's always about the children. <laughs> yeah, Rick. It's all about the children. It's a children's book. It's not about you. That it turned out to be all about him. But anyway, <laughs> Alan Rickman, like Wu Tang, is for the children. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. It's always about the children. But yeah, uh, uh, man, by the way, if Alan Moore does watch YouTube, I hope he's seen at least one version of my impression of him. I doubt it, would... but I would like to believe. Uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> what I resemble those remarks, Sal. It is all bullshit, isn't it? It's all bullshit. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk about Lion Cat, but Lion Cat is absolutely mm -hmm. bad. I feel bad for uh, Sweet thing or the the dog the the yeah the dog one but uh but yeah lion cat that one took off that's the thing man that's the trick and it was the trick when web comics were big and it's the trick always if you're gonna make a thing that's hard become to, a meme that's hard to sell that's hard to pitch and it's hard to like market always give your unremarkable characters some hilarious or <laughs> adorable character that can be easily drawn and is usually an animal. Indeed. Lion Cat became a meme slash market like thing so Gold fast. Dust. Like he immediately shows up. People are like, love it. Sphinx cat that talks and he, and he can tell you when you lie. I'm in. I am sold. Stop, stop drilling. You've hit oil saga. There you go. You know that that you know Vaughn's gonna kill him at some point, oh, and you know of it's course. gonna be when those sales dip. He's gonna be like, "Fuck it, kill Lion Cat." I'm setting fire to the whole of Enterprise. Now we uh, we discussed this before we started too. Is Scooby Doo technically a super pet? He's crossed over with a lot of superheroes. He does solve mysteries and fight crime, and he can talk, but not can well. Talk. He can and, and articulate. He. He is. He actually dances that line of self-actualization. He knows what he wants. He can articulate his needs. He can express pain, fear, joy, and sorrow. But he can also. But he is also clearly subservient to Shaggy. Though yes. the argument can be made: is Shaggy Scooby's pet or is Scooby Shaggy's pet? The two. I'd live... say they're both the pets of the Mystery Inc. team. They're it's both true. about on the same level. Yeah, they're both useless. Uh, but uh, also, I... can anyone but Shaggy hear Scooby? They go back and forth on that in some versions. If Shaggy's the only one who can actually hear him or not i never family guide the scooby-doo voices i always assumed that the uh, that the that the other teams or the other members of the mystery uh, uh team uh, just felt that yeah they can hear him but he doesn't have anything really of consequence to say so it's not, right. it's not worth acknowledging 
I always assumed it was a Han Chewy thing with him and Shaggy. Like they understand each other and then Shaggy in turn kind of relates what Scooby is saying to the rest of them. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak Scooby. Um, now, if you were to count a pup named Scooby-Doo, they can all hear him, and it's there's the, yes. the entire the entire pretense is thrown away. Exactly, exactly. That 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 ruins the whole thing. Yeah. No, I think Scooby. Yes, I think he can be understood, and yes, I think he does count as a super pet because he is a pet, and he is capable of like he can dress up as different people. He can walk on two feet. He can eat a sandwich with two hands. Like indeed, he does. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It gets even weirder in Scooby-Doo because it's like then you have like sub pets on that where you get like Scooby-Dum and Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, and Scooby-Dee and the the family. I mean, they all have personalities and they wear clothes and stuff. Yeah, they count. Yeah. Uh, somebody in the chat mentioned Rintra, the poor Minotaur from the Doctor Strange books. Rintra is not a pet. He's a man. <laughs> you know, he doesn't. He can... he, no, he's not a pet. He's a he person. He thinks and feels. He thinks and feels. The fact that Doctor Strange can like use him as a vessel once in a while just ind- indicates what a dick he's been. Like Rintra, that poor son of a bitch. Like no. <laughs> <laughs> Poor what man. About, what about Battle Cat? Oh, Battle Cat absolutely is a pet. Yeah, no. Yeah. Ba- Battle Cat's practically a horse. I mean, yeah. he, he's just a method of transportation. He also can feel fear. But, uh, yeah. But no, uh, no, Battle Cat is absolutely a pet. Um, there you go. But he's like, but like many cartoon pets, like, he can talk and, like, he has a personality and stuff. Santa's little helper, there's another pretty good pet. Yeah. Is he super, though? He's super. No. He's super crappy. Like, I yeah. like him a lot, but he is, like, not good at anything. I mean, he has the power to warm your heart in that Christmas special and then be there. Yeah, and then exist. I am shocked that they haven't killed him yet. Yeah, you would think that uh, that would be something they would do. They killed a couple of the cats. They killed a couple of the snowballs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I liked I liked the continuity of The Simpsons where, like, Snowball 1 has already died. Like, he's dead already. I think you see him in the first episode, and then they're like, oh, it's easier to animate him as black, and then they just called him Snowball 2. I don't remember. Um, (laughs) People are talking about uh, about Snarf in the chat, by the way. Snarf is a butt monkey. He is from a race of Snarfs. He's like mm. the he's like the little diminutive character from the Punky Brewster cartoon where it's like right. I'm sure Snarf comes from like a planet full of Snarfs, and if he were right. living there, it, but then the question is like is he like ET where it's like there's no way that the other ETs would be able to like travel through space if they were as stupid as the current ETs. So like maybe right. Snarf and ET are like the slow versions of their respective races. <laughs> are, are they the special cases? Were they the ones who were kicked off the home world? Yeah, or just like fell. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. they were being idiots. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh no, I fell, Lionel, help me. Oh my God, Snarf. By the way, if you, I'm not very good at anything. If you have never heard the outtakes from Thundercats, do yourself. A oh, it's amazing! To it's great. It's just it's Beautiful. nice to know that number one, it's they did a thing that uh, that animators don't really do anymore, where they all did it in the same room, like they all just were, were there talking with each other, playing off each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should also talk about Throg because he's also a member of the Pet Avengers and stuff. That's right. Originally, Thor was just turned into a frog. Here's the thing: mm-hmm. the thing that confused me about Throg was that like. Thor was turned into a frog. Yes. Then they made a frog Thor. Indeed. What? I guess to make reference to it. It's like, hey, remember when this happened? It's just weird. Like, and they keep bringing was... Throg back, too. Like in that uh, Secret Wars uh, Thor Core book, he was there. Of course. No, and, 
and he's he's there in the regular universe as well. The fact that like there is another, there's a frog threat. There there is a Thor frog, mm-hmm. but it's distinguished from the frog that Thor became. It's like, I, I for me that is that that is so weird and confusing, and no one asks for it. That it's like <laughs> don't do that. What, what what does he do with his day, uh, Frog Thor, Throg? Does he just, like, defend the wetlands right. from those who would seek to destroy it? You would think that he'd be more effective. You would hope so. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what about that stupid Super Friends monkey? They had a monkey, too. Yeah, Zeepo, maybe? Yeah. I don't remember his name. Zeep? The, the, the Wonder Twins were already annoying, so you give them an annoying Scrappy-Doo pet on top of that? I, I, I'm, I am convinced that he is created to make the Wonder Twins look cool or jesus beepo uh yeah they i i think the wonder twins sucked and then they were like give them a monkey so that they look like capable by comparison (laughs) is it gleek thank you it's gleek yeah yeah um yeah (laughs) did you i know you wanted to do uh you wanted to do other like versions we did a whole bunch of superheroes but you don't want to jump into cartoons and stuff do you have any like well well, i have have another good comic one and this might actually lead to uh, an interesting discussion here uh there's, there's, uh, what is it? The Brain, who is the villain of the Doom Patrol and who shows up in a bunch of other stuff. His, his, like, heavy, his heater is Monsieur Mala, a giant ape with, like, a French Foreign Legion hat and, like, a minigun. Oh, yes. Is, Mis- is Monsieur Mala a pet? <laughs> well, does he belong to anybody? I guess he belongs to the Brain because we never see him anywhere else. That's fair. I mean, he is technically an ape. So, I don't know if, like, I mean, he definitely counts under the ape thing, but if he belongs to someone, if he's, you know, I don't know. I think so. I think that might might count. I guess there's a great bit in uh, Salvation Run where Gorilla Grodd comes up to Monsieur Milan. He's like, dude, why why you got to be such a house ape, man? Why are you taking this dude's orders? If we join forces, we could rule the world as the dominant species that apes and gorillas should be. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they fight it out, and they have a big, like, Planet of the Apes fight, and it's super freaking cool. That's cool. But, like, but similarly, like, Grodd is not a pet. <laughs> no. Well, he again, he can self-actualize. He doesn't belong to anyone. He can talk. Mala can't talk. Yes. Uh, Joey reminds me of of uh, Supergirl's horse, horse boyfriend. Yes, Comet. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The super horse. Yeah. Weird. Not talk about golden age stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this seem weird or creepy in forty years, right? I, I love how in comics they were like, no one's gonna be reading these. <laughs> like, no, we can just do whatever. Just put it out, we... man. Like, think about it for more than a few seconds. Not just like, are they gonna read it 20, 30, 50 years from now? But like, how about just, are they gonna read this right now? Like, what up? Here's another one. What about the moloids from the Mole Man? Are they pets or are yeah, they like your spawn? species? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think, no, the moloids are like a doomed race. I think the moloids are a tragic group. That'd be like asking <laughs> if like the Smurfs are Gargamel's pets. Like, <laughs> uh, well, Oh, uh, Gargamel did have a pretty cool pet, though, yes, in Asriel did. the Cat. Crap, what was the name of that cat? Asriel. Asriel, thank you. Yes. Yeah, he did. The Azrael was cool too. Mad Cat, for example, another good pet. Yep, another really good one. Man, car- cartoons are just filled with a lot of good ones. Well, like I said, you know, like the uh, if you need to, if you need, if you need a quick sale, you need to like really can like sell your premise or at least appeal to children. Boom, animal. Uh, the hyenas Does... from Harley. Oh, 
Yeah, they're great. I didn't like them very much. I didn't like the idea. I didn't like the idea of the Joker. I didn't think the. Jo- I didn't find it believable. The Joker would never like take care of animals. Now, well, I believe they were always Harley's more pet. Yes, I, I like the idea that like Joker's like, wouldn't it be fun to have some to have some hyenas? And then he does, and Harley likes them, and she's like, we should keep them. And he's like, no, that was just for the one thing. We're only that was doing a flight of thing. fancy. Like I was just doing the one thing. I don't always. It's not always fish with me, you know. Like I do. I have different different jokes, and then I move on. I you know I kill my darlings and i move on speaking of which blam but yeah exactly and and that they're named bud and lou after uh abbott and costello lol yeah that's pretty good yeah but uh so yeah uh i think that kind of wraps it up unless there's any other ones um Uh, somebody asked if deadpool had a pet yeah he had a pet i think he had a dog or something yeah, he, he had a bunch of different stuff there. Didn't – well, no, I'm thinking of multiversal Deadpools who were things. But, yeah, I'm sure he's had a pet at some point. Yeah, dog pool. There you go. Dog pool. There you go. Uh, was it, There was that one throwaway uh, backup story where Peter Parker, like, finds a stray dog and wants to take it home. Oh, and, like, shit. Has the Does that count? It's not in canon. It, it, it wasn't, nope. but I just remembered that one. I'm like, yeah, I'm surprised they've never tried to be like, hey, can Peter Parker have a pet? It's yeah. like, no, Peter Parker can barely run his own life. No, he cannot have a pet. They would die. Like, it's yeah. literally, he can't have a pet. Can't have a goldfish. Can't be trusted with it. No, I, I really, like, he's, and it's funny because he's never really had one, unless you count Ms. Lion from a Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Oh, shit, there you go. Aunt May's pet, and Ms. Lion was also, like, kind of a butt monkey because Ms. Lion, like, Ms. Lion was basically just a dog, but yeah. she also, like, tried to ruin his secret a lot. <laughs> what a, what about Chip of the Green Lantern Corps? He, I mean, he's a squirrel. But is he is he a squirrel or is he just a, an alien that looks like a squirrel? He he is from a race of squirrel people, so yeah. like he no, he's Chip is again not a pet. He yeah he self actualizes. Yeah, he's wrongly know. categorized as a pet. Speaking of squirrels, though, Tippy Toe is absolutely a pet. Oh also, shit! There's but, another good one. But the other question is like, are squirrels pets? I can say the squirrels are garbage. <laughs> like we can all agree that squirrels are garbage animals, and we don't need them. Uh, I would also make the argument that, like, deer aren't real animals and that squirrels just pilot them. That they're actually exosuits (laughs) for squirrels because they behave the exact same way. They really do. They're jumpy and skittery. And they run into traffic for no goddamn reason. You think that, like, deer, you see deer carcass all over the roads, you would assume the deer would be evolutionarily, like, bred out so that they wouldn't, they they would fear the road. But no, they're always being hit by them by, by cars, and I think it's because deer are actually just like they're like Rosen they're like Rosenberg from Men in Black. Uh, they're just they're just conveyance methods for squirrels. There you um, go. I guarantee you, the next time you hit a deer on the side of the road, stick around and watch the body. The head will just blast off like a like a <laughs> capsule, and then a squirrel will cha- will just will just scurry out of its head. I just remember too. What about Topo, uh, Aquaman, Squid, Octopus, Buddy? Yeah. Uh, he was like his octopus butler, basically. He was clearly intelligent enough to, like, you know, feed Aquaman and shit. Yeah, the thing about Aquaman is that it's a little dicey. He's commanding creatures of the sea. Uh, the fact that he shows special preference for, like, a couple is weird. And Yeah, like, it is. The fact that he also eats them is also kind of dicey. Like, the whole thing yeah. of Aquaman having a pet is just, is just complicated. It's a little dark when you unpack it, where it's like, I command you, Squid, to get in this pot, and then, you know, to be served with a nice sriracha mayo. Yeah, I think that he did have a dog. uh, He did, Salty. In Jeff Johns' run, that was fun. Yeah, Salty the dog, yeah, and Mara had to feed it and go to the store to get pet food, and that was a whole thing. That was a great issue, yeah. No, I agree. Wonder Wonder Woman had a kangaroo, Jumpa? How did I miss that? (laughs) 
Yeah, on Wonder Woman's Island, they rode giant alien kangaroos called kangas and basically used them like horses for sport and transportation. And why not? I mean, they are delightful animals. And, uh... Yeah. So much personality, too. And they can box. Yeah. I keep seeing the symbiotes being referenced. No, they're an alien race. They exist on their, their own. With their own history and culture. And then you find out, like, Venom was, like, a warped, fucked up one. Venom's, like, the closest thing to a pet because he keeps, like, being traded with owners and stuff. No, like, it's kind of tragic and sad that Venom is who he is in the context of the new, you know... Continuity. Whatever the hell they're called. Clintars. Yeah. Well, but it's one of those weird things, like, well, but the planet is called Clintar, and you're called Clinto. Is everyone just called Clintar? Right? Are they all... It, it's, it's Mark Lar from South Park. Hey, Mark Lar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think that, like, maybe the, unless their whole desire is to be owned and subjugated and, like, controlled by their owners, in which case... Which is very I Star guess, Trek. <clears throat> yeah, I guess those could be considered pets. But, like, if they're predisposed to being pets, does that make them pets? Like, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, man. But, uh, that's, yeah. That, that's a lot to unpack. Someone needs to write that story. <laughs> I think not. I don't think Mike Costa is going to write that one. I don't think Venom Inc. will be talking about that. No, I agree. <laughs> Although Venom Inc. will be finally bringing back Flash Thompson and explaining what the fuck happened there. I heard he was in. Uh, I heard he showed up in Venomverse. Did he? Yeah. Well, okay, but 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 he wasn't the real OG one. He was one from another universe. Absolutely. Yeah. I want the real OG Flash. What the hell happened? One day he was Venom, and then the next day he just wasn't. No. Marvel's they... like, no, I don't want that. But you actually had a really good character there to represent, uh, what is it, disabled people and quadriplegics and the military, and you took it away to give him to some new fucker and then just brought Eddie Brock back anyway. Yep. <laughs> That's what we did. Marvel. Anyway. You, you uh... had a good thing and you fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, thanks a lot for watching this episode or listening to this episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. We're talking about super pets. Uh, Joel, what's happening on Cape Joel? Oh, all sorts of things. If you head on over to my channel, you can watch the newest episode of the Comic Multiverse. We talk some of the most happening comic book news from the week that was. Matt and I have gone video now, so it's a lot more like this. You can see our faces. It's, it's a lot of fun. We got that going on. I got video reviews coming out this week of everything that's happening. We got the finale of War of Jokes and Riddles. We got the new Legacy Avengers. We got all sorts of stuff. And obviously, because those guys are going to be away at New York, I might try and stream myself over on the Cape Joel channel on Twitch. Come check me out. I think I'm going to be playing Shadows of Mordor, trying to beat that before the new one comes out on the 10th. It's a great idea, man. And uh, for those of you who are sticking around, I just wanted to reiterate, Saturday, 2.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. at the Blue Juice Comics booth on the main floor, booth 2254. Meet us, say hi, pick up a poster or two. They're really, really great. They're, very, they're good quality. I promise that they're fine. We also set up Square on our phones, so you can actually buy them using your card. It'll work out nice. great. So I'm excited. I think you should be too, at least if you want to meet the gang. Uh, it, I'll, I'll be there all four days. Uh, varying degrees of members of the team will be there throughout the week. Uh, Friday, you can meet all four of us, I think. Um, but, uh, but yeah, from there, I just wanted to say thanks a lot for hanging out with us, everybody. And, of course, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to take a little bit of time off. For us to grieve and uh, and say goodbye to Zoe, we really really appreciate it, and we'll see you guys uh, next time with an all new episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. So long, everybody. Hello.